wieder ein so anständiges Volk geworden. Wir sind doch jetzt wieder ein so fleißiges und tatkräftiges Volk geworden. Was schaffen wir jetzt nicht wieder in Deutschland? Was haben wir nicht für Aufgaben? Man hat uns die ganzen Jahre schon eingeredet, dass der Deutsche sowieso nicht ganz gleichwürdig sei den anderen Völkern in der Welt. Was haben wir heute für Aufgaben? Was für gewaltige Werke bauen wir? Wir bauen heute die schönsten Straßen, gewaltige Anlagen, industrielle Art, neue Erfindungen haben wir gemacht, ungeheure Wohnhauskolonien. Sie werden entstehen und sind bereits entstanden. Was wird nicht überall gearbeitet auf allen Gebieten? Wir haben bewiesen in diesen drei Jahren, dass wir ein Volk sind, das bestehen kann vor den anderen. Und darum bitte ich dich nun, deutsches Volk, darüber gibt nun dein Urteil ab. Der Welt unterstelle ich mich nicht. Ich kann mich nicht richten. And welcome to another episode of Dirty Old Man, advice from a dirty old man. This is Dirty Old Man speaking from Santa Maria de Palau Turdera in Catalonia. It's a very, very cold Monday morning. It was uh, below zero degrees Celsius when I got here this morning and uh, it hasn't improved as of yet. Well, sorry about the this is very nice guy in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, it's part of what I wanted to speak about today of how how people like him, mostly him, uh, come to power and how it comes to be accepted and how to um, how do people mold into their beliefs and beliefs. That's a, that's a word that we're going to explore a little bit today because, as you may know, uh, in Europe we are starting to have a deep paranoia about this COVID thing and we are introducing a COVID passport regulation, which is going to be applied everywhere in spain it is uh effect as of tomorrow december 30th i believe that you should be required to present a covid passport with all two vaccines uh, if you want to go into any restaurant any gym or any theater or sport event uh, you will not be able to do so without this i don't have it so i'm fucked <laughs> I am completely fucked, and that is entirely my fault, and that is entirely my responsibility. I am not complaining about that. <clears throat> I have my beliefs, and I have my ideas, and I'm, uh, I'm abiding by them. Whether I'm right or wrong, I think I have enough information, and I think in, I, ha I have enough common sense to make a decision, because nowadays, uh, things have changed so much. And before I go into the Hitler speech, but things have changed so much that um, we live in an authority this word authoritarian uh, times in which we are literally told what to do, how to behave. And this comes uh, in handy uh, with the Hitler speech because um, you I'm sure if you have a little bit of knowledge of historical facts, you would know that this guy was no Mother Teresa. Um, you could hear in his speech, his voice is constantly challenging. His voice is constantly threatening. It sounds like a threat rather than a political speech. It sounds like a uh, like an attack or like a very def violence defensive method, as if somebody is attacking him from from an unknown space. And this is the idea that this guy wanted to transmit to the people. But how did he get there? Was his message accepted right from the beginning? The answer is no. No. 
uh, if you do a little bit of follow-up, which I have done for you, oh man, the things I do for you, shit, you would, uh, you would have three stages in Hitler's uh, speeches. So you will have at the beginning of his speeches, the recorded speeches, because there's, uh, there's nothing else out there that I know of. But if you listen to some very rudimentary recordings of his initial speeches back in the bars in Munich, uh, you will hear that he was an animal. He was a, a complete beast. This guy was uh, speaking only of murder murder and killing and let's get rid of and let's but and 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 and, and the jews were no were still not a big part of his um of his rhetoric uh, they were there but they were mostly the french with mostly the uh, german politicians who let the people down in world war one the, <coughs> the german government who signed the, the treaty of versailles which brought germany into a complete bankrupt but yet it was still very, very violent, but very raw also. Uh, it, was, uh, it, it sounded like a, uh, like a, guy, a drunk guy uh, screaming at a bar, you know, to a couple of black people or gypsies, you know, just extremely violent with no form, with no uh, final idea on it. It was just kill, murder, let's get rid of, let's, uh, let's get out there and break everything. Um, so and and throughout time through his speeches you start noticing that <clears throat> his speeches mellowed down after that period in uh, in which he starts introducing some political terms in which he starts introducing a little bit of uh, of just main ideas and the, and the, the the reason behind this was because he understood that he needed to be a mirror of the people so he needed to know what the people wanted, but always in line of what he felt need to be done. So he began in his speeches, and you can see it throughout time, that he began introducing concepts one by one. And some of these concepts were eliminated because he found no resonance in the people. So he said, okay, this is not working. Let's get rid of this, but let's continue with what is working until the people and him became a mirror image of each other until he said exactly what the people wanted to hear. But the people were also had been manipulated by his ideas. So it was a give and take interaction until a final discourse that fitted everyone, especially his idea and his plans, but also the psyche of the people. He had, he had installed fear on a particular group of people from society. So, so this is how it all starts. It doesn't start with a guy just screaming and, and wanting to kill everyone and blaming uh, everyone for everything. No, it starts with, with little things. With little, okay, so now it's the politicians and now it's the, um, you know, it's the government who, 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 who failed us in World War I and now it's this particular guy who signed the Versailles Treaty and it's now the French and the British who are imposing this treaty on us and making us poor and now it's inflation and now what, who's behind inflation? Well, people who do have money and do have money, well, the Jews have money Well, and, and then you can see where this is going and little by little the concepts were introduced and blah. So with this COVID passport, at the risk of sounding uh, paranoid, I don't see too much distance from that. Uh, so as of today, we are, uh, as of tomorrow, in order for you to get into any restaurant, gym, sport event, or any public place, any enclosed public space, you will have to present a COVID passport. 
in Catalonia. This is gonna, they're doing an experiment for two weeks, and I love this. They're doing an experiment for two weeks. <laughs> an experiment, fuck, uh, to see how it goes. So um, as of me personally, as I just said, I am not vaccinated. I have my, um, my ideas and my reasons not to be vaccinated, and I've, you've known, you know about them. We've spoken about them throughout my podcasts. But, uh, but you see, they're closing down on people like me. And there has been many manifestations throughout Europe, uh, in France, in Spain, in Barcelona, in Rome, in Milan, in Germany, in Britain, just everywhere of people uh, manifesting through the streets against this procedure, against this discriminating procedure that they're introducing into our, into our lives. So how does this affect you individually and socially well let me tell you a little story just a very short story of how behaviors and beliefs work out the importance of having a belief beliefs are based on how we think the world works and how we have to behave in a certain way as opposed to some other way and how we feel comfortable in groups and not constantly being challenged so that means that um, personal behaviors make group identification They make them more or less dangerous, but as long as you maintain yourself within a group that has agreed to a certain behavior of pattern, your challenges will be less and less. In our social communities, we have, uh, we have come to agreements, you know, social agreements, and these agreements have been, have been worked out through a long period of time. So these are not agreements that were installed in one, in one sitting. You know, throughout time, we have, um, we have sorted out what kind of behaviors do we consider appropriate in which situations and under which conditions? And it's disagreement that adds predictability to the personal relationship. So this is what we most cherish in our society, the predictability factor, the fact that you know that if you're going somewhere, if you're going to interact with someone, if you, whatever, whatever social interaction you're going to have, you already have a set of rules guiding that interaction. So the predictability of the outcome is more or less known. And for every situation, you have a solid agreement making it that we can conduct our business and expect the same set of rules in the conduction of that business from all parts. <clears throat> There is not space for dispute on the set of rules. So you see that the set of rules are established. You go into a meeting, you go into a theater, you go into a room where there's people. There, there is already a set of rules designed on how that interaction should work. Not the outcome, though, but yes, the interaction. So this, what, what, does, what this does is that it's elimina it eliminates the needs for conflict. Uh, the set is established beforehand so that you can, you can rest assured that conflict is likely not to arise, at least not on the pattern of behaviors. As I said, the outcome and the reactions and the conclusions might lead to some conflict. But even then, even in that conflictual situation, there are also another set of rules on how to behave on that. How does this apply to, to what we just talked about, about the COVID and the vaccines and so? Well, I think we have to understand that social order has been established beforehand and it has been made us believe that the established set of rules are beneficiary. Okay, so this is the step number one these guys are doing. These guys are taking advantage of a set of rules established hundreds and hundreds of years ago in our society and introduce a new pattern, a new twist. Uh, people note that this procedure is solidly established into our DNA. So it, it, our DNA is, is already prepared 
with this set of rules. Nobody has to tell you how to behave in, 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 in certain settings. It's already in your DNA. It's been going on for so long, for so many generations. Uh, we know how things are, are to be done, and we all follow these rules whether you agree with them or not. So that's a different thing. Um, they're not questionable. So what happens when an interference breaks this sequence with such strength as a, let's say, a pandemic? Well, one thing very important happens. It leaves us not knowing what to do. And this is when everything breaks loose, because when you don't know what to do when the set of rules and the, and the settings of, of all your personal interactions are challenged or, um, or interfered with by an external factor and, and a potent external factor, such as the, uh, a deadly virus, as they call it. So what happens then? Then you are left with not knowing what to do. And this is a very dangerous place to be. So uh, the, an emergency occurs when all the set of rules are no longer applicable, and, this, and, that, and thus they break the patterns of behavior and interactions, leaving us at the mercy of whomever has the power of communication and the means to inform of this new normality to be imposed. So this is how authoritarianism begins, when you are put in a position in which you don't know what to do. So uh, it's a tricky one because uh, as human beings, when we, found our, when we find ourselves in this, uh, in this particular situation of not, of not having any set of rules that guide us through that new pattern installed, what we do is we tend to look for a father figure. We tend to seek a higher voice, um, a stronger person, a person who feels safe in this environment. And in this particular case, it's the, the media, the social media, the big pharma, the giant corporations that rule the world. So they are the ones now installing this new normality because in the, in the first place, they are the ones introducing this new normality. They are, they are the ones uh, twisting the, the, the rods of how things should work. And they now, so now you cannot interact with people as we used to. Now you cannot be in an enclosed space with anyone else. You cannot hug or kiss anyone else. You cannot see your elder in, um, in, their, in their homes. You cannot go and watch a football game without being fully vaccinated. So they are making the vaccination a secondary thing. Now it's a matter of identification, whether you identify with a concept, the concept of acceptance of all society. And uh, so this strong hand is now uh, reinstating over and over again the fear of being with someone who does not agree with you. This is a very, very, very dangerous place to be because this acceptance of, uh, of the new status quo um, was not a democratically uh, imposed thing. It's an authoritarianism thing. They have decided, no, 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 no. This is the way it should be done now. This is the way you have to behave now. This is what you have to do now. There was no question about it. There was no reasonable discussion. No, no different parties or different ways of thinking uh, had, had been allowed at the table of decisions. You know, nobody asked, um, I'm not saying I know, I don't know, I, I'm not saying I should be at that table, but I know there are a lot of people who should have, a lot of people who have been shut down, a lot of uh, ideas and, and, uh, and, and new ways of dealing with this have been shut down. 
in benefit of the powers that be, of this strong hand that we all seek when we don't know what to do. Because that's the way humanity works. When you're lost, when you're in fear, when, you're, when you feel yourself in a situation that it's dangerous and you don't know what to do, then you seek this guy or this uh, organization or this uh, government uh, or this uh, party that tells you what to do. Whether that's right or wrong, but they tell you what to do. And if history is any guide, just remember that there has never, ever been, uh, let's say, a quote-unquote benevolent authoritarianism that has not later developed into complete evil. Okay, I'm not saying developed into something wrong, no. All, every single kind of authoritarianism, which initially was based to solve a very specific problem, a very unique problem at that time, all of them later evolved into complete evil. Take Stalin, take um, Genghis Khan, take Hitler, take uh, whoever the fuck you want to take. All authoritarianisms end up very, very, very bad. And so I'm hereby not saying that, the, um, that these impositions on new normalities are are wrong. No, I don't know if they're wrong. I really don't know. I, the, the, um, I think the dialogue must be whether these measures are the only way to do things and the necessary way, and that we should all agree. Isn't this a democratic process? Well, uh, uh, but this is not the case. You know, these mandates come without an argument and without consent, and, and, and worst of all, using military terminology, mandate, confinement, restrictions. To the point where this has gotten so comically mm, twisted that uh, some governments, I think the Austrian government and some, I think the Czech government, are giving prices. Yes, prices. They give you a hundred euros if you go and vaccinate. They give you uh, pieces of clothes if you vaccinate, and uh, it's it's getting it's getting. Mm, ridiculously ridiculous. You can't get more ridiculous than this. And um, today, the radio said that a new uh, variant of the COVID virus has been discovered in South Africa. And for fuck's sake, South Africa is now regretting doing that because uh, they are, the Western countries, mostly European and North Americans, are now linking South Africa with the rest of Southern Africa in poverty levels, in, in, in political, well, in political corruptness they might be equal, but in economic power, you know, thinking that this, um, that this new variant, Omicron, I think it's called, originated in South Africa because of their poverty levels, because of their lack of uh, health infrastructure, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, South Africa is is richer than than my country, at least, which is considered a first world country, richer, healthier, and, and more open to any kind of discussion. The thing is that South Africa was the was the one to identify this new strand, but now they've cut off all mm, air air uh, airways to South Africa. No South African citizens are allowed everywhere. Well, you see where this is going. This is fear. This is uh, absolutely the installment of fear in the population, in the 
in a population that has something to say. So this is not happening in Mozambique and in Botswana and in Tanzania. They don't give a fuck about them. And the proof of that is that we let first world countries, in Spain, for example, we, I think, two million vaccines expired because of non-use here, whereas in Mozambique, they don't have vaccines, but we let them expire here just in case we need them. So that's how, how stupid and insensitive this whole thing is. You know, save ourselves. Uh, we don't even understand that whether, even if it's true what they're saying, even let, let, let's, let's assume that all this concept in authoritarianism is, 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 is justified. This is a global pandemic. Solutions must come globally. You cannot save yourself even if you believe that. So even, even in their beliefs, they are wrong. Even they, they bring greed even into a global uh, issue. You know? So as long as, man, if, I don't care if 100% of the European population gets vaccinated. If you don't vaccinate Africans, you're fucked. Those vaccines are up your ass and useless. That is considering that you believe that. I don't, but that's a different issue. Um, uh, anyways, coming back to the South African issue, so they have discovered a new Omicron variant, which has 32 different protein mutations. Yeah, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. I don't. The fact being that as of today, uh, nobody is from South African or Southern African countries are allowed into European territory, whether that would be by land, plane, walking, jumping. You're not allowed. You are not allowed. And uh, let me just uh, say that I certainly hope that this doesn't go the way it has always gone. I, not for me. I'm, I'm old and I'm useless and nobody wants me anymore. And I don't have any practical use in this new world. But for my son, for your child, for your, for your kin, for the next generations, they are so, so, so fucked. Because what was at one point considered an atrocity, what was that not too long ago considered a breach of democratic uh, speech and consensus is now the new normality. Interpersonal relationships are going to change in such a way that I no longer know how to say hello to people. Every time I come across um, anybody I know, uh, we, we, we go through this dancing ritual of fisting and elbowing and should I shake hands, should I kiss you, you know, and, and, and this will develop into a pattern soon. Now, what pattern? I don't know, but it's not going to be good if it carries on with this shit. Well, I just know. I don't know. I'm, um, I'm very, very, very lost. I don't know if, uh, if this podcast made any sense to any of you. I hope it did. Let me take a sip of my tea. Ah, this tea is good. This tea is very good. Uh, so that's uh, that's uh, that's my podcast today. And I'm um, uh, for those uh, I wanted to make a little speech here at the end about my personal situation. I know some of you are interested in my personal situation, and uh, it's not good. It could be worse, and I think it's heading in that direction <laughs> because my spiral of negativity is reached um, black hole levels. So rather than having any kind of umbilical cord holding me 
in a into a some level of sanity i'm just getting pushed 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 down 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 towards a spiral of negativity and i try on a daily basis on an hourly basis on a minute to minute basis to keep my head up and to try and find a solution to my particular situation which is too faced right so it's it's a, it's a, it's a personal chemical imbalance depressive and uh, maniac depressive bipolarism a little bit of everything and which that is being taken care of with some chemicals and some drugs and some uh, but then there's the other side which is my inter that as i was saying beforehand this new set of rules that are being introduced in our world which i don't completely comply with i don't completely agree with and again not because i think i'm right but because i think it has not been discussed thoroughly because i don't think that's the only solution i don't it's not a matter whether you believe in the virus or not i do believe in the virus i just think i just think that they're taking advantage of that situation to impose this new normality that benefits only a certain group of people a very specific group of people and it demeanors the rest of us but uh so i know i feel that this 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 connection between me and the and the real world is getting thinner and thinner and thinner and and i'm having a lot of trouble trying to reconnect i'm having a lot of trouble trying to find means of communication with this uh with the abstract uh a world with uh, with the reality outside this window uh, every day that passes every every denial i get from jobs or from people or from companies or from ideas make this connection thinner and thinner and thinner and i'm struggling horribly to not let go because that would be the easy way that would be just cut that umbilical cord maybe should i do that uh, throughout my life i've always thought that at some point this would would this was going to happen but um again since we are faced with not knowing what to do when we are faced with not knowing what to do uh, remember i said that when you're facing that situation we have a tendency to seek a paternal figure a um a strong person a, a your hero or something but it happens that i don't have one i don't have a paternal figure i don't have um anyone who i consider uh, knowledgeable or or enlightened to to provide me with a new set of rules in which i should interact to reconnect with this world but uh It's been hard. It's been it's been very hard and uh regardless of how my voice sounds, regardless of what my podcast might transmit to you, my personal experience for those interested in you, that's why I put this at the end of the podcast. My personal situation as of today is probably the worst I've ever been in my life. And uh, it's not easy. And I'm not trying to be a victim here. I'm just trying to speak my way out of um of the fact that I don't understand this connection that that I used to have so strongly with the abstract world and with the real real world 
in which I was a big part of it, in which I was a necessary part of it, and how in such a short time, maybe because of my mental situation and because of my personal in, inner world, this connection has become thinner and thinner and thinner. Hey, maybe I should just cut this shit up and move, you know, dress with a potato sack and move to a cabin in, in the wilderness and live off fucking tomatoes and, and roadkill. I don't think that's the answer. But anyways, let me not depress you anymore. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm very pleased you, uh, of your patience. I hope this podcast made sense to you. Uh, be careful out there. Be real careful. Uh, I'm not sure whether they're right or not. I'm not sure they're telling the truth or not. I don't know. I'm acting on my personal beliefs and on my common sense. I'm not getting vaccinated no matter how many passports they require and no, many how, no matter how many places they don't allow me in. I'm not falling for that shit. If you do fall for that, hey, congratulations. It's your decisions. And uh, to be honest, if I were to choose who was right and who was wrong, I would rather you guys be right because you guys are the majority. And uh, so if I'm wrong, it's only going to be me and a couple of more stupid guys who, who, who will crash. But if you guys are wrong, then fuck, that's bad. So from deep in my heart, I hope you other guys are right and I hope I'm wrong. In the meantime, I'm going to maintain in this because if I happen to be right, hey, look at that. I'm going to have most of the world to myself. I hope that's not the case. My brothers and sisters, I love you. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Advice from a Dirty Old Man. Keep it up and stay well.